0: podcast and I am here to talk with my friend Yosra about harm reduction and how we both feel about it. Yeah, Um,
1: so my name is Yosra. I'm
0: 20. I live in Paris and yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Do you want to tell me a little bit about um, how you've experienced addiction before and what that was like for you.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I'm like, I'm like currently addicted to weed and I used to be addicted to hard drugs mm-hmm. and like, like it started in like 2019, 2019 and I stopped doing heart drugs at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I, I've been struggling with addiction for a few years now. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And thank you so much for being honest with me. Um, mm-hmm. so you. when you were using harder drugs, were, were you, like, ever worried about your safety and stuff? And did you ever fear like, overdosing or anything? Yeah,
1: I've had, like, I've had moments when, because I was, I was using drugs mostly alone, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was never in, like, a party context or anything like that, mm-hmm. just, like, buy my drugs and use them alone, mm-hmm. or, like, with one son or something like that, mm-hmm. but most of the time I was alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, during quarantine that night, mm-hmm. and then I live at my parents, so, like, yeah, at my parents' house, and... There were times when, like, I did too much, and I felt like I was gonna have have a a heart attack, Mm -hmm. or like there was this one time when I mixed uh, Xanax and cocaine, and um, I like fell asleep, and I woke up, and I vomited, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nice. But so, yeah, like I've had many experiences like that.
0: Yeah. So, what do you know? about harm reduction and, like, it, yeah, just explain to me what you know about harm reduction.
1: Um, honestly, like, I didn't really, like, practice much harm reduction when I was doing yeah. drugs because I was kind of, like, doing it in a way to self-harm, so, like, harm mm-hmm. reduction was kind of, like,
0: the last thing in my mind, yeah. For me,
1: but I know about it, like, mm-hmm. I, like, the only thing I did like that was, like, maybe, like, not mixing some drugs when I knew they couldn't mix. Yeah. Because I would, like, look up on a chart with, like, drugs to not mix.
0: Yeah, that had all the, like, the interactions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know where those, yeah. That's all. But, like,
1: I I followed, like, a few Instagram accounts that were about Mm -hmm. harm reduction. Yeah. And when i was like looking at the posts like i feel like it's a really good idea mm-hmm. and i feel like it's it's like really good to like promote it however mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of like people who are like badly addicted to drugs and who are not using it like using drugs recreationally yeah are not like likely to mm-hmm. to use harm reduction i mean it depends on the drug i guess yeah yeah, I feel like most people who are like addicted to it and are doing it as a way to hurt themselves mm-hmm. um, will not like use harm reduction. However, I feel like it's a good thing to promote and I feel like if we knew more about it, maybe we would do it more as well. Yeah, yeah. But like for example, like buying a, like, a test to like test your drugs on the internet for like 20 euros Yeah. Like,
0: I'm not going back. Yeah, <laughs> like, someone who's addicted is probably going to be like, I'm not wasting it, yeah, yeah. Oh, no.
1: yeah.
0: And um, so when you sort of looked into it, when you were sort of starting to come off hard drugs, did you ever practice anything and it was sort of harm reduction yourself? When
1: I was coming off?
0: Yeah, so like when you were starting to think about getting sober, were you ever... Like maybe I should be um, less risky with what I'm doing.
1: I don't know. Like, not really, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't really like doing any harm. No, do yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: do you think you would have benefited from anything? Like, if you would had the opportunity to use with a different person, or if you had like accessible tests or anything do you think you would have taken advantage of it
1: yeah yeah for sure like Mm -hmm. especially with like the the tests like because i've had like xanax that came from the u.s Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe it could have been laced with fentanyl and Mm -hmm. we don't really have like fentanyl in france like it's we don't have a whole an opiate crisis and
0: yeah
1: like I didn't know what was in the Xanax, but that's the night when I did it with the cocaine and I kind of like, overdosed or yeah. whatever, um, and like, maybe that time I would have used, like, if I had, if I had, if I would have had a, a, test kit, like, accessible, mm-hmm. I would have used it, <laughs> like, I feel like for some, um, some, like, sometimes it could have been useful.
0: Yeah. I think for me, definitely, it was more, it was like, if I don't have someone to use with, it's going to be sort of problematic, you know, and I think if I had, like, someone who was with me, I think that would have helped me a lot, And I don't know, if you feel the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm
0: -hmm. But,
1: like, also the thing is that when I did drugs with people, like, they weren't experienced at all. Yeah. I was the most experienced Mm -hmm. one, so I feel like if I would have had, like, a more experienced person, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like, a wiser person to rely on, yeah, it would have been so much different. Mm -hmm. Like I probably would have never like gotten that far with drugs if I would have had someone to tell me about it and to be here for me and to, you know, like and like babysit
0: me. Yeah, just coming off the back of that, what was it like when you were in school when you were learning about drugs? Was it like because I know here it was very much like don't do drugs? Um, So I don't know. I don't know what it's like in France.
1: Honestly, like I have a huge story thing about that. Like, when I read the question, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, like, in France, we don't really talk about drugs mm-hmm. in schools or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something that's so common, but, yeah, but, like, I live in, like, a bad area. Like, I don't live in Paris. I live in the Goros. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, a lot of crime and things like that in that area, a lot of, like, drug dealing, et cetera. It's like, kind of, like, the ghetto, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um like we had like some like high schoolers or like i don't know if they were like at university or high school but like Mm -hmm. they were like from like a a group of people that were about to tell us about drugs Mm -hmm. uh that just came in classrooms etc and like it was so weird because like they were like they started telling us so many like wrong things like i would say that's not (laughs) room. <laughs>
0: yeah, there was a sort of stuff with that like
1: like the guy was saying that if you smoked too much weed and had a bad trip, you could like throw yourself out the window. With weed? And, like he Yeah, yeah like, he have, like you know like the bad trip that you'd imagine you'd have yeah. in, like L S D like he said that you could have it with weed. Oh yeah, so it <laughs> was First off, I was like, "That's not true," but also it made me want to start doing drugs because I was like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy!" <laughs> like, I just <didn't>, like <laughs> do so many crazy things like yeah. that. Like, oh my god! And yeah, it was just really weird. They were not informed about it at all, and they were supposed to like give us information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it was like, the whole conclusion of it was like, "Don't do drugs; it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's gonna throw yourself
0: up. You're gonna you're gonna die." Like, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like especially because it was so um, never do drugs, it was sort of, like, mystical, I was like, oh my god, drugs are these, like, magical things, you can, like, you can feel anything if you just do enough, it's, like, and I think if I had, for me especially, if I'd had more, a grounded education on it, then I think I probably wouldn't have been so intrigued, I guess.
1: Yeah,
0: I, yeah. So, like, if that was, if there was, like, harm reduction education in place, um, like, in your school, do you think you would have, like, been more aware of it? And, like, like, if it was a genuine honest talk about, here is what drugs do, this is how you use them, this is how you use them safely, do you think you would have been safer, I suppose, with the drugs that you did use? Yeah, I
1: think so. Mm -hmm. Like, if it had been explained well to me, Mm -hmm. I think so. Because like most of the harm reduction production I know about and things I did were things I found like on Reddit. Yeah. When I was like when I felt like I was gonna have an overdose, it was like three AM and I would go on Reddit and look it up.
0: But people go like Am I gonna die? Do I have to go back far to get any information? Yeah, I was after the same I was like (laughs) And things like that and I'm like if, if someone had good me I was like, like WebMD happens. what does a heart attack feel like? Yeah Yeah, yeah do you think this is like there's all obviously like benefits and pitfalls of harm reduction and like any sort of drug education thing do you think that harm reduction sort of promotes drug use if because it is explaining very specific terms how to do drugs safely do you think it sort of just recovery and it's sort of Promotes people to keep going instead of getting sober.
1: Honestly, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, think a little, maybe a little, mm-hmm. because like I don't think it promotes drugs, but I feel like if you, if you have information and like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like you have the information really accessible, it's on your phone, and you just have to look it up, and mm-hmm. so you're gonna be like. I don't know, like 16, 15, mm-hmm. are like, okay, I so saw this thing on the internet, and I'm sure that this is gonna be fine if I follow the, the tips that they yeah. gave, so I can do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, I feel like it's like, uh, how do you say like double-edged, like double-edged sword, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely how I feel as well, but I think there's a lot of people who just aren't ready to get completely sober. I think harm reduction is great in those cases, as long as you sort of pair it with, like, this is until you are ready, it's not a permanent solution.
1: Yeah, for sure, because I feel like the people who, you know, like, who are on and off with drugs, I like, who keep on relaxing and recovering mm-hmm. and, like, who feel like, you know, in a, in like, I don't know, 10 years, they, they've never really, like, stopped or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like harm reduction is, like, really important for these people mm-hmm. because if they have to do drugs to stay alive because of whatever they went through before or because of whatever is the reason that they have this addiction, I feel like, it's like we should really, like, promote harm reduction for that. drugs
0: away yeah. and especially oh. like you know if withdrawal could make you know them die or something mm-hmm. like that like maybe they should have all of the harm reduction mm-hmm. that they need to do. yeah yeah absolutely and I know you said you do not have any experience with opioid addiction but I mean I don't know how much you know about it but methadone clinics do you know what they they'll do yeah, yeah yeah so what yeah. do you feel about those as like a method of harm reduction because it's just, um, how do you feel about, like, methadone and, like, opioid replacements for treating, like, opioid addiction? Do you think it's a good thing? or I do you thought, think? It's just sort of... I feel
1: like it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, guess like it's, it's a really good thing. But
1: like, and I feel, sometimes I feel like, like, I feel, like, bad that, and
0: mm-hmm. that works for other
1: addictions? Yeah. So, like something like methadone but like for cocaine addicts or mm-hmm. like for alcoholics or something like that. But yeah, so, actually It's not a solution yeah. for everyone or something like that but like I feel like it can be really useful because for example alcoholism like if you, if you get into withdrawal and you're an alcoholic you could like have a, a seizure just like an opioid addict mm-hmm. and I feel like it's probably better to have something like methadone that just blocks the receptor think, Yeah. Rather than giving, you know, an alcoholic or a cocaine addict on like Valium or like Zanac or something yeah. like that. Or something like that to like um to like balance it up balance mm-hmm. it out because like medicine is also addictive. Mm-hmm. And I've had like friends who went to rehab and ended up addicted to Valium because in France like
0: in rehab, they just give you Valium and ice Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to it, but I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's crazy. Like
1: giving people drugs in rehab, man. Yeah. Like when I when I like I attempted suicide, they mm-hmm. gave me act. I was like, thanks. Well, oh yeah, know. I'll take four. <laughs> thanks.
0: Yeah. So, do you know, like? You, I know you said you live in the boroughs of Fra- uh, Paris. I and mean, Do you know of any like harm reduction services in your area? Like, I know about where there are needle exchange services, and I know if you go to a pharmacy, you can get naloxone for overdoses. But I don't know what it's like where you live. If there are any promotion of it, or if you know any, just because of your experience. Yeah, because like, actually, I, I see my
1: my therapist and my psychiatrist at mm-hmm. a at a hospital. Like I don't know how you could call them in English, but like we have like healthcare centers, like mm-hmm. mental health care centers because like we you know, we ha- we have like free health care and like the system is public so oh, yeah. we have these centers and these centers have other like branches and I'm mm-hmm. in mean, like the drug addict thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, like, yeah. At I know the
0: it. hospital, like there's a separate like, like a ward, yeah.
1: It's kind of like an outpatient rehab. I guess? Yeah, yeah and there like you can have nurses and doctors and Mm -hmm. psychiatrists and therapists and I think they also like prescribe methadone Mm -hmm. and like on the wall
0: there's like a lot of things like a lot of of posters about like like, um how
1: do you call it like a safe like injecting yeah yeah yeah. injection and like also I have a friend who once told me that there's like there's like Places where you can get things to make your own straws that are like your yeah. for like starting drugs. That'll be, and that's good, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice.
0: Because that's something and actually like. Aluxone, actually,
1: I have, mm-hmm. I, like, I have a friend who told me that his friend overdosed on opiates and mm-hmm. they called, like, they went to the pharmacy and they didn't have any naloxone and, mm-hmm. like, that the friends didn't go to the hospital. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: and like they couldn't find any milk, so it you know, weird. Like, yeah.
1: So yeah, that's is your friend
0: okay? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, it's not. It's not my friend. Like, it's my friend's friend. And okay. I don't know if yeah. Fine. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here you have to sort of. It's not like because I know in America you can just sort of go online and buy it, and it's not like that here. You have to go into a pharmacy and be like. I am at risk of overdosing or my loved one is so can I please get a prescription of that and then, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's that difficult for them to say yes but it's not like as easy to get as it is in like America and I think I think for me especially I think that would be a very useful thing to have. Yeah I think it's the same in France, like if our kids at the pharmacy they
1: probably don't have it but I don't know, maybe because in America
0: with the opiate crisis and also like, yeah. the fact that you pay for, like, medication. Yeah, I suppose, like,
1: if they do have more, like, you can just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably really expensive. Probably, I
0: don't know, man. So, like, if you did meet or encounter someone who was, like, having, like, an accident or overdose, would you know what to do? Like, have you ever been taught the way to react, really?
1: Honestly, no. No. Like I feel like I mean, I mean I would like call an ambulance. Yeah. Or like do something like that, but I don't know how to like I don't know, do how do you call it CPR. CPR. Yeah. Like CPR.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do that, and I like honestly when I was like. Having my kind of overdose that I had, I was just like praying and I was like,
1: please, God. Not
0: today. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think that's probably the best thing to do because I mean, I'm the same, I've never been taught like, this is what you have to say, this is what you have to do. But like, and i I'd probably just wing it, but you know. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you will be, like, aware of this if you know the answer to this, it's totally fine if you don't because it's a bit, like, niche, but do you know that if France has sort of, like, immunity, like, if you go to the hospital for, like, a drug overdose, do, you, do they call the police or no? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. It's the same here. I just, I just wondered. I've never overdose in France, so. mm yeah, I hope not. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, perfect. I think that's just about sums that up. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing this
1: with me.